What's up everyone, James here and welcome to another episode of the Aquarium Podcast. Do you ever stop in this hobby and think, how the hell did we get to this point? Well, it happened to me recently. I noticed when browsing online at aquariums, as you do, that so many designs these days, especially the display ones on the boxes, are shown full of colour gravel and and fake plants. It really dawned on me how far away the industry has gotten from where it started. This led me down the rabbit hole to think, actually, how did the hobby all begin and how long ago? After spending a few hours online, here's a brief history of what I found. The earliest known aquarists were the Sumerians, who kept fishes in artificial ponds for at least 4.5 thousand years ago. Records of fish keeping also date from ancient Egypt and Assyria. The Chinese, who raised carp for food as early as 1000 BCE, were probably the first to breed fish with any degree of success. Their selective breeding of ornamental goldfish was later introduced in Japan where the breeding of ornamental carp was perfected. The ancient Romans who kept fish for food and entertainment were the first known marine aquarists. They constructed ponds that were supplied with fresh seawater from the ocean. Although goldfish were successfully kept in glass vessels in England during the middle 1700s, aquarium keeping did not become well established until the relationship between oxygen, animals and plants became known a century later. Prior to the middle of the 19th century, the term aquarium was applied in botany to describe a container used for growing aquatic plants. Although French-born naturalist Jeanine Villepreux-Power invented the first recognisable glass aquarium in 1832, it was in the works of British naturalist Philip Goss, however, that the term first took on its modern meaning as a vessel in which aquatic animals, as well as plants, can be held. His work aroused increased public interest in aquatic life. By 1815, by 1850, the keeping of fishes, amphibians and reptiles had become useful in the study of nature. The first aquarium display aquarium was opened to the public in 1853 at Regent's Park in London. It was followed by aquariums in Berlin, Naples and Paris. P.T. Barnum, the circus entrepreneur, recognised the commercial possibilities of living aquatic animals and, in 1856, opened the first display aquarium at the American Museum in New York City as a private enterprise. By 1928, there were 45 public or commercial aquariums throughout the world, but growth then slowed and a few new large aquariums appeared until after World War II. Amazing, isn't it? So this is the history of how it all started, but from what I found out, I really can pinpoint details on how exactly we got from taking fish out of their natural habitats and placing them in crappy pink aquariums with colored gravel. I'll be honest, I think it's pretty obvious how marketing. If you're in business, you would want to make sure that you were making the niche um, you're in as wide as possible and target as many people. I guess they looked at utilizing recognizable or gimmick ornaments such as boats, planes or children's characters, um, which would encourage them to set up aquariums this way. And as the market grew, I can only guess this is where all the vibrant and colorful aquariums and ornaments we have today came from. It's the same thing for what thankfully has not reached the UK for legal reasons. 
In 2003, the glowfish was the latest popular trend in the country, where fish had been genetically modified by scientists into fancier, more colorful versions of themselves by using genes snatched from other organisms, such as sea anemones, which encourage them to glow under ultraviolet lights. Of course, these animals have been met with much controversy in the hobby and the risks involved. The idea that you're playing with God and the fallout if people release them into the wild was one example. It does seem marketing is what drives the way many of today's aquariums look to the newcomer. And I feel for that, it's down to us as seasons hobbyists and ultimately aquarium stores to help move this back to the place it needs to be. Will it ever change? Who knows? With money being the main driver on almost anything in life, I'd say that whilst people are buying these products, then the manufacturers will continue to supply and create new fads in the industry. It's a shame that this is happening, as I'm sure the first ever hobbyist would have been enthralled by the fact that they could keep fish in a glass box to view, study and unwind after a tough day. I guess, swinging the point, the viewpoint, you could argue that this is ultimately what it's all about. And maybe those fat aquariums do that exact job for some people, which would ultimately mean that they are, in a sense, a massive success. Again, if it encourages people to the hobby, that's another bonus too, so I guess it's not all doom and gloom. I do feel though, it's a shame that more people don't want to shift their mind to creating a more natural replica of their animals' environments. As I've discussed, there are so many benefits to doing so and you will probably end up enjoying more of the hobby, but some people may just want to keep things as is, cheap and cheerful, and ultimately there's nothing wrong with that to some extent. Maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is if you can encourage anyone into the hobby and then show them all the other amazing sides, then they won't stay with what they have for long and that dying thirst to try something new or dif different will come out. I mentioned this a while back, but I do fear more could be done in shops to encourage all different styles of aquariums, like generally go out and inspire newcomers. Many of the shops that are open will have such minimal hardcore hobbyists come into them. Usually it's someone completely new who has probably been pestered by the kids to have a fish for Christmas or a birthday who so wants something cheap, easy, and what will keep the child interested and not have the initial excitement die off after a few months. I think we, we've definitely have massive breakthroughs over recent years with aquascaping shops making a boom onto the market where you can walk in and be inspired by so many amazing and beautiful pieces of art. This has been one of the biggest positives to moving away from those fad aquariums and opened the mindset that there are so many possibilities and ideas to play around with. This is definitely a step in the right direction. But for me personally, I'd like to see more exposure to more natural aquariums, which replicate the homes of so many of our animals. Even if Aquascape stores took the idea of black water and made it artistic, I think that's a good starting point to encourage people into that side of the hobby. Yes, it's again not how nature looks, but adding driftwood, botanicals, and having tinted water is still a really great start. Even in the marine fish keeping world, things are so stagnant. Generally, there is only one way to run a saltwater aquarium, and that's going with the reef look. Adding lots of corals and imitating something you'd see on a wild reef. Granted, 
and thankfully, at least with reef keeping, this is something more natural, replicating an actual ecosystem found in the wild. But I feel too many gadgets and tech takes away the natural to them and creates too many sterile conditions. I'd like to see something different in that side of the hobby. I've seen an amazing hobbyist on one of my social media platforms who has replicated a more sort of rock pool kind of look, which was so refreshing to see. I'll openly admit, the saltwater aquarium I have is just your average one too. Again, nothing wrong with it, I just felt lack of inspiration to try something different. Thankfully, that has changed, um, and now I'm working on some different ideas. Many of our aquariums amazing, are amazing, but the hobby does need to get creative again. Too often do you see the same types of aquariums, either the newcomers with their pink plastic aquarium, colour stones and fake plants, or aquascapes mimicking the same old things, mountain scenes, rockscapes with paths, the sand waterfalls, honestly the list goes on, and even marine tanks with reefs or macroalgae planted tanks, nothing ever different. How can a hobby that's been going on for so long become this stagnant? Have we really reached the peak of our hobby or have we just begun? I have a, a few cool ideas I want to try going forward so maybe I can do my part to help and maybe you can too. One example I'd love to try would be a shrimp only marine tank or taking a really popular fish like a guppy or a platy and recreating the environments that they originally come from. Those, like goldfish, have been in my view taken so far out of that environment with inbreeding that it would be nice to see something like that appearing in the hobby as I've not seen it yet. One day I'd love to delve into the world of brackish um, too as I'm fascinated to see what environments you can create with that ecosystem. At the end of the day, I feel all, we all need to do our part. Stop copying ideas and try something brand new and different. This, ultimately, might help move the direction of big aquarium companies to market their items in a new or different way and will discourage those kind of items from being available in the market. Again, I'm not saying it's a terrible thing, but it's so far flung from what should be happening in the industry, it would be just be nice to see less plastered all over our products or seeing stupid clock aquariums purposed at better fish. Fish bowls are another one for me. Many absolutely despise them these days, and whilst there are obvious reasons why a bowl isn't suited for a fish, what about shrimp? Yeah, you can't fit heaters in bowls very well, but having a room temperature consistently throughout the year, and why not? No filtration? What about plants? The hobby is saturated with misleading information, and I feel these bowls have a lot of potential to work with. Forget shrimp, what about snails? Why not take a small ram's horn snail and create a natural habitat for them? Have, we, have snails really been investigated as much as they could be? We often see them as cleanup crew or food, but what if they have more to offer us? The list goes on and on. I dare say there might be a topic on this for aquatic foods too, but I think I'll leave that for another day as I've rambled enough. I feel we just need to do more as hobbyists. We have the right to move it in a better direction than where it often floats to with newcomers in the hobby. Let's see some more natural style aquariums and shops and not just aquascapes. 
I'd love to see more niche aquariums, something to help inspire me to grow too. We're all learning and developing our knowledge, skills, understanding, and we should be working together to ultimately inspire each other and help move the hobby forward for the better. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope I've given you something to think about. Let me know your thoughts and I'll see you in the next one.